Hello, fellow and future dancers, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Dance Floor Podcast. I'm Lauren Johnson, and today's episode is a little different because I'm joined not by two dancers, but by two hairstylists. You might be wondering what we would have in common, but it turns out it's actually quite a bit. Uh, Listen as Carly and Silvana and I take you through what goes into working in a service-based industry and why time is our most valuable commodity. Hope you enjoy. I'm so excited about today's episode because I have two of my very special friends with me today. Carly. Hello, Carly. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. And Silvana. Hi. It's so great to have you guys here. They're two of my favorite stylists. And I had the privilege of working with Silvana years ago as a receptionist part-time at the salon that she was working at. And I kind of discovered through working at the salon for a little bit of time how similar our industries were. And that's what we wanted to talk about today. So today's episode is called Time is Money. And Silvana and Carly and I are going to be talking about what it's like to manage time if you're in a service-based industry. So I just want to start off by, I guess I'll ask you, Carly, first, like how many years went into your training as a professional stylist? So I went to school full-time. So it's 1,500 hours that you have to put in. So uh, I probably finished in about between 10 to 12 months, so about a year. And then after that, how many hours of actual hands on I'm doing people's hair did you have to accomplish before you actually went full into the salon industry? Well, mine, it was in between two salons. So it it was about a year in total. I wanted to talk today specifically to you guys because we are both in a service-based industry and a lot of people might not think that hairstylists and dance instructors have a lot in common, but really anyone who works in an appointment-based industry, whether you're a massage therapist or a chiropractor or a stylist or a dance instructor, we all have these really, really interesting schedules where they're built on blocks of time. And when those blocks of time are not being used, there's no money being earned. So today we're just going to kind of give you guys some information and some education about why it's really, really important to respect the time of the people that you're visiting in these service-based industries. So let's talk about first, just about some of the financial things that go into investing in these careers. One of my first questions I want to ask you guys is how much do a pair of your, do you even call them scissors or are they shears? Like how, because that was one of the things that terrified me when you guys would tell me some of the expenses of your equipment. Shears can really range broadly, like in price, but like I have some pairs that are like $500 oh and then I have some that are like upwards of a thousand dollars for a you know each year that's crazy yeah so and you know we don't just have one we have multiple and then you have to think about if they do break or you drop them or oh <laughs> I mean, my God. if they do break and then obviously we have to keep up with sharpening them i have a total of six shears why know? okay why do you have six shears like what is is, is it like for different ca- i'm like gonna sound so stupid because even though i worked at a salon for a while i feel like i learned nothing I mean, about there, here there's different sizes there's you have like texturizing, yeah, texturizing shears. shears you have regular shears you have like swivel shears so those are like it's like a different thumb and that one so like it's to kind of help with like if you have carpal tunnel so a lot of us don't start off with those and then we get problems along the way so that you Just need the to physical toll that it takes on your body yep and then that's just shears you know we have like blow dryers and curling irons and and it's top of the line like salon quality products no one ever does your hair as well as your stylist does that's why so many people come in just for blowouts because you're using really high quality tools not just using the tools but you've been professionally trained on how to use the tools well yeah because I'm a big advocate of saying you know pots and pans don't make a great chef so I could buy the same hair dryer you guys use at the salon. I could buy the same curling iron, but you actually know how to use these tools properly. And I think that that's a big part of it. Right. Oh, yeah. 
And on top of that, too, like I, um, I went to Central Michigan University for like a year and a half before I started doing hair. And the tuition, like a year's tuition there was the same exact as my year's tuition at uh, school for going to cosmetology school for hair, which is crazy. I think a lot of people don't think that it would be the same, but there's a lot of money put into it. We are very much so a luxury-based service. I don't have to get my hair done, right? I could, unfortunately, it's probably going to look horrible, but I could buy a box of hair color at Target. I could have my mom trim my bangs for me. It's going to be horrible, but I don't have to see you. In the same way that people don't have to take dance lessons, there's a lot of value in it, but it's not food, it's not water, it's not shelter. These are the kinds of things that people are paying for that adds value to their life, but they don't necessarily need. And I think that's one of the things that goes into pricing out your services as well. So one of the things that I get, you know, questioned about a lot is the price of services. And do you guys get that a lot in your industry as well? It's like, why is this so expensive? Why is it so expensive? Oh, we do. I mean, one thing that obviously we take into consideration when, you know, they come up with our prices is the classes that we take. Right. You know, we take one class a month, that can go from an hour to six hours. Sometimes they're two days, you know, where we have to get certified. So it, it all goes into account. And it's very similar, the same in the dance industry. To get certified as a dance instructor, it's very expensive to go through that process because, and not everyone's created equal, right? I'm sure that there's a lot of stylists that don't have as much experience as you guys, or maybe they don't continue their training throughout their career as much as you guys. But the same thing for like Lewis, my husband and I, it's very expensive to get certified as a dance instructor. So you spend months and months and months training on these very specific dance styles, very specific dance patterns. But in order to get officially certified, it's very expensive to have a coach or an adjudicator come out to test you on all of these skills. And it's also very stressful. Like It's one of the most stressful things you can go through. And on top of that, throughout our competitive career and just as professional teachers, we do consistently get coaching and training as well. So whether we're doing that on a weekly basis and paying upwards of 100 to $200 a lesson with a coach to improve our own dancing as well throughout our career, we are actually consistently investing time and, and money into our own careers as well. So that's one of the things that hopefully, um, whether you're listening as a student or as another professional, that can kind of put that perspective in mind for you that even though it may seem like we're just providing time for you with these services, we are actually investing money into our careers as well. So whether that's been through tools, like for you guys, the shears, I still can't get over how expensive <laughs> the shears are. Like I have so much more respect for your haircuts now. Or for, for like ballroom instructors, our, our tools are really expensive. Like our dance shoes are $150 to $250 every time we need a new pair of dance shoes. And you can imagine if you're teaching anywhere from like 10 to 50 lessons a week, you're going through those dance shoes pretty quickly. Costumes are insanely expensive. If you have a gym membership, because you're keeping in shape, because you're a dance instructor, all of these things that are physically tangible money items that are going into investing our careers. And that's where we're sort of trying to help you to understand that time does equal out to money in like a tangible way as well. Also on top of that, as we're talking a little bit about money that you're investing, not just in yourself as a professional and your years of experience, but on a day-to-day basis, as a dance instructor, I am actually renting out spaces from studios. Now, I teach independently, so that's actually kind of fun because I have a lot of flexibility. But every time I teach a dance lesson, there is a fee assigned to that as well. 
And how does that work in the salon industry? Like, are you, I know it's different from stylist to stylist, but is there something like financially that you're investing into every month just to have the space to do hair? Where we work at Salon Bella V in Plymouth, it's like an employee-based salon. So we make a commission. So there are some salons that do booth rent. So you would potentially pay, you know, weekly or monthly to rent a space there. Ours is a little different. We do commission-based. So we take Um, The salon takes a portion of like what the service would be and then we get a portion of that. So I think that's something really important, too. I think a lot of people will say like, you know, why is this service so expensive? And they think we're taking, you know, the full amount and then we're also taking, you know, tip at the end (laughs) of the day. And it's it's really not. And, you know, a lot of times salons break even at the end of the day. They have, you know, so much overhead cost of, you know, just keeping the doors open and uh, product that they have to, you know, keep supplied there. So ours is a little different in that way. So we only make a portion of what the client is giving you know, towards services. Yeah. So someone is paying maybe upwards of like $200 for their hair by the time they've, you know, done cut, color, highlights, whatever. And they're thinking, wow, Carly and Silvana just made 200 bucks in like, you know, two hours, but really there's so much more that's going into it. Whether you guys are just making a portion of that because of commissions or I know other stylists, like you said, will have like a chair or a booth rental. So that's the other thing to keep in mind. And for, I, like I said, I'm fortunate as an independent instructor that I'm able to float around and move, but a lot of salon owners and studio owners have this issue that they're paying their monthly rent, whether you're showing up or not. (laughs) So if you're canceling lessons, that's another thing to keep in mind is that our expenses are consistently staying the same. But if our income varies from week to week, sometimes that's a challenge. And I think for us, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. I feel very fortunate to have a schedule based career because I love having that flexibility. I love being able to schedule my time the way that I want to. So we're not trying to say that we hold you responsible for providing income to us in that way, but we're just trying to give you that perspective to keep in mind that as our schedule changes from week to week, we try to balance that out and make it as consistent as possible. Right. One of the things that makes a service-based career so cool is that we are able to provide times, especially for those of us that do this full-time, we're able to provide a lot of flexibility in time. So someone could ask you guys for a hair appointment at noon one day, and they could also come in at like 7 or 8 o'clock the next day. And I think that's one of the other things that you're kind of getting the benefit from in people that work in a service-based industry is flexibility to work around your schedule, which is kind of nice too. Yeah. To kind of give you guys some perspective on... When is a good reason to cancel and not to cancel? Silvana and Carly and I came up with a few lists. Now, the reasons that you should cancel a dance appointment or a hair appointment are obviously, in our opinions, a lot shorter than the reasons you shouldn't cancel. So we're going to start off by talking about a couple of the reasons why maybe it's not a great excuse to cancel an appointment. And the first one of those reasons that we had written down was weather. Now, I feel like I'm talking about this now because in Michigan, it's snowy and it's gross outside and no one really wants to go anywhere anyway. But we have kind of a disclaimer about this. If the weather is legitimately dangerous, like the roads are so icy that everyone's getting into accidents or it's like hail or like or tornado, I don't know, wherever you live, it's so dangerous that you can't leave your house. Obviously, that would be the exception. But for instance, if it snowed six inches last night and some of the schools have closed because schools close for like no reason nowadays. I don't know. I feel like when I was in high school, we never got school closings as much as they do now. That is maybe not a great excuse to cancel. So what are your guys' thoughts about weather? I check the weather, you know, every couple of days. I kind of try to plan ahead. On days that I know it's going to snow, I leave the house 15 minutes early to make sure I 
I that's insane. You leave the house early (laughs) to give yourself more time. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to be late for my clients. You know, I want to get there too. I think that ties into a big part of us, like in, in the service industry is one huge, huge thing that I wish our clients would, would understand is time management. And, and the big reason for that is it's also so that they're not late or missing a part of their service. So if you guys have a client showing up, I don't know, I'm sure it messes up your day in the same way it would for me. If you have a client showing up half an hour, 45 minutes late, that either means that you're going to be starting your next client late, right? Or maybe you wouldn't have time to, to blow their hair out after they got their color done. Like, so how do you handle that situation? Yeah, I was going to say like with that, I feel like a lot of times people don't realize like if you are 15 minutes late, you know, they're like, oh, it's fine. You know, she can, she can squeeze me in but you kind of have to think it's not just like ourselves being affected as stylists but you know we care about our other clients too that like do respect our time to make them wait 20 to 30 to 40 minutes can be unfair just because someone else rolled in late right especially when it's you know like your first client of the day mm-hmm. there goes the rest <laughs> it of sets off your whole day it's and like a domino yeah. effect. Exactly. you know we try to be accommodating yeah. as possible you know where where we can squeeze them in but sometimes it's just completely impossible yeah and i'm sure it's frustrating for you guys too that if you ever didn't want to start your next client late you also don't want to have that client leave with like not a great hair experience right yeah, so yeah, like i mean they're, totally. they're paying for the full service there's no reason for us to have to you know do half a job yeah, yeah i know? think we hear a lot like oh i'll just leave wet you know after a haircut and that's like at least for for me it's like a hairstylist's worst nightmare i love <laughs> to like see the hair dry and recheck the haircut and you know it's like to let someone leave it's like it's painful for us <laughs> <laughs> too it's like no I, I want to see you know the finished result I yeah. mean you want, I you want to make sure hair. that it's you know what they asked for and that you're both you know happy with the results yeah because mm-hmm. I mean you'd also hate to get that call the next day like oh it's not even on the ends or exactly. I, it's yeah. this, and then you have to make yeah. another appointment and it's right? yeah yeah. So I think, I think it all comes down to, again, I feel like the theme of today's episode is just going to be about respecting that time that your service provider is putting into your appointment. So next on the list of reasons that aren't great reasons to cancel would be, uh, this is, this is, I'm going to categorize this as a maybe not in the mood category. And when I say not in the mood, I feel like this really, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but this really, really, really applies to dance lessons. Either you're just feeling a little sluggish, a little bit lazy, Maybe you have a headache. Now, I'm not talking, obviously, about people with migraines because that's really debilitating, but the kind of headaches where you could, like, pop in a Tylenol and, like, dancing would probably push make you through. feel better yeah. and push through. Those little days of ennui are not great reasons to cancel. Do you guys – we get that a lot as dance instructors. We get that text that's like, hey, I'm just not in the mood to dance today or I'm feeling kind of down or whatever. And those are always the texts that I get – like two hours before a lesson. Do you guys ever get those kind of excuses to cancel appointments or is that pretty rare? I feel like people would maybe if they were feeling like that, they might come up with a little white lie that exactly. sounds a little bit <laughs> yeah. more credible. Um, I will say... At least make that effort, right? Like yeah. at least lie. Right, yeah, I know. I always say that. I'm like, reason. oh my God, like just come up with like the best lie. And I, I we are compassionate people. We're going to feel bad. So just, you know... I mean, life just happens. Don't, yeah, life yeah. happens. Exactly. So it's like sometimes, I know it sounds horrible, but I'd rather have people just lie yeah. than, to, than yeah. to tell me like, you know, I got stuck somewhere, you know, at the store and lost track of time or, you know. And then again, it comes back to time management. Another reason that we had kind of put on the list that's not a great excuse to cancel, and this is a little bit sensitive. This one is money. So I think it was 
kind of interesting to me too, that you guys had the same viewpoints on this that I did again, because we go back to, we're providing a service for people. That's a little bit more of a luxury item or can be a luxury item for some people. I think Silvana, you even mentioned that you had a client who budgets into her monthly or, you know, yearly budget hair money, because it's something that it's not a consistent expense. It's something that is a little bit more of a specialized thing. But I think for us, when we get that text message, uh, Carly mentioned, especially around the holidays, when we were talking about this earlier, either the day before or a few days before that, hey, money is really tight right now. I won't be able to do this lesson or this hair appointment. I think the reason why I feel sensitive about this is, or, or talking about this is because I do totally understand that. And there's times where I've had things that I wanted to do where I didn't set aside enough money or something came up, maybe you had car problems, maybe a bill that was more than you thought it was going to be. How do you guys feel about when people send you that text message that's like, hey, Christmas shopping was more than I thought it was going to be and I have to cancel my hair appointment now? I mean, I think we talked about this earlier a little bit and the fact that like usually if you come to that conclusion that you don't have enough money, you know more than 24 hours in advance. So right. I think, you know, at least if even a week's notice, a lot of times you kind of know ahead of time if you're going to be able to make that work into your budget. But, you know, I think something that we talked about earlier was that when a client doesn't come, we don't make money. Yeah. So that greatly affects our, you know, our annual income and especially around the holidays. Like that's when we need money too. And I think we just kind of encourage people to just kind of think in a way that like, you know, there are some people that aren't as lucky or like I was talking about how I see on this hairstylist forum that there are like single moms that do hair and that's, you know, around the holidays and Christmas, they, they're banking on that to be able to give their kids a good Christmas. And then obviously, you know, we're people too. We understand, you know, car issues, family issues you had not planned on. Yeah. When you do work in an appointment-based industry, your income does rely on those blocks of time. As we're talking about this, I, I know we kind of forgot to mention what a cancellation policy would be in this situation. For me, I have a 24-hour cancellation policy. And, and I, you know, sometimes I go back and forth on that because 24 hours to fill especially for a dance lesson to fill that block of time that got taken is at least for dance instructors, sometimes really a challenge because we might not have necessarily a wait list for that specific time. You know, if, if someone can't do five o'clock on a Friday evening, it's kind of hard for me to find someone else who can. So before we kind of continue on with the cancellation list, reasons to cancel and not to cancel, what are your guys thoughts about having a cancellation policy? Do you think that's necessary for people in a service-based industry or do you try to enforce that? I mean, I think it's necessary. And like you said, you know, I don't think 24 hours is enough time. Sure, sometimes it's easy to fill it because you can post on social media, but that's not always the case, especially for us. We have our set schedule set hours, so we're in the salon whether you show up or not. Yeah, they think that we just like go home, but... <clears throat> We're still there, you know, just <laughs> right. in case people walk ins and all that. But yeah, we're, we're still there even if you cancel. Yeah. And I think like something I wanted to talk about, too, was that giving at least 24 hours is is really, you know, a lot more beneficial for us. But it's like time and time again, we see it happen where we're just sitting there waiting and then 10 minutes go by, 20 minutes go by and people just don't call. And then we call them and they they don't answer our phone calls so they oh, just don't man. we get tons of no calls no shows it's like really disheartening but i think to see like 
our coworkers go through it too. Like the other day it happened to one of my coworkers and it was two times in one day. And she was just like so upset. And then you just, you know, she's trying to grow our business. She's, uh, you know, newer to our salon within the last, you know, year or so. And it's just like kind of a respect thing. Just give us a call. Yeah. I feel like the no show is, is a big, you know, it's funny because we didn't even really talk about that because I'm like, it's, it's, it's not even mentionable. It's the worst thing that could ever happen. happen. It It happened to me twice in the last two weeks. Yeah. Oh, that's that's such a bummer. And a color appointment is obviously, what is that anywhere between like two to three hours of time depending on what they're doing. Yep. And then think about it that way too. Like you can't, if that person doesn't show up, like how many people are you going to be able to call and say, can you be here right now to get your color done? Like it it just just doesn't work like that. And enough time to finish their color because by the time you wait 15 to 30 minutes to see if this person is going to even show up and you call someone else, an hour has gone by and you don't have time to fill that service. At that point, it's not even worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. And if we kind of touch back on to what we were talking about with money, possibly a better solution could be that if this is a little bit of a stretch for your budget, maybe have a savings account where you put in, you know, however much money you can afford per week and you have a little bit of a nest egg for your hair money or dance lesson money put aside in your savings account. I have to hide money from myself all the time. I have like three different checking accounts because I have to like stash it away in little cubbies. Are you the same? Oh, yeah. 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 And I think that that can be a really great way to, again, as we go back to kind of respecting your, your service providers time and their own money, you can even have the money saved up for your next hair appointment or dance lesson before you even make that appointment. And that's something that can be really beneficial to your stylist too, because again, when you guys don't show up, we just, we don't make money. And it, it does make it a challenge for us to be able to provide a schedule where we can offer you that 12 o'clock appointment and that eight o'clock appointment at night. And I think also just kind of like weighing out like what's what's important to you. We're going to be my fiance and I are getting married this year and we're going to be using you for our dance lessons Yay, because wait. we can yeah, have to send you the Spotify list of wedding songs. Oh my I'm so God, I showed him that one <laughs> actually earlier today, the Ed Sheeran one that oh, you liked. Good. No, okay and guys, not perfect. Not perfect. I didn't recommend Different perfect one. or thinking out loud. I recommended and, Tenor Ripe C because it's a great wedding yes. song and no one dances and to it. And he said he liked it. And he's like oh, very picky. Like he, every song I've shown him, he's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. But that one, I don't know if he was just saying it to so make me happy, but it's a possibility. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I was talking to, I think it was my mom and she said well how how much are the dance lessons going to cost you and I said honestly I don't really care I said because that's something that's super important to us like we'll make it work because we don't want to look like idiots on our (laughs) wedding day but you know you really have to like weigh out like what what's important to you and I think in both of our industries it's something that's usually pretty important to people yeah and if money really is a big consideration for you whether it's again hair dance lessons a massage whatever you want we're like Silvana said we're people we, we're very understanding we're very compassionate talk to your service provider and tell them what your budget is I just saw Silvana what was it like two days ago or yeah, a couple days ago yeah Friday mm-hmm. and I was like you know I don't want to go crazy with highlights in my hair I just want to do something simple and you were like okay I'm going to do baby lights and I just love it when you say baby lights <laughs> she's like baby lights baby lights because they're so cute. <laughs> I didn't want to go crazy. I didn't want to do like a full head of balayage or highlights or whatever. I just wanted something subtle. Something low maintenance. Low maintenance. So like if I couldn't come in for another four months, my hair would still look great. Your service provider really wants you to come in for these services, whether we're going to see you every six months, whether we're going to see you every week. We want to work with your budget and we also want to work with your time. So possibly even if you 
have this issue where you don't know what your schedule is, maybe we can even give you suggestions on, you know what, sometimes Thursdays are a little bit of a slow day for me. So you can always text me the day before and see if there's like a walk-in available. Mm -hmm. So if you're not sure if you can keep that appointment, I always say maybe don't make the appointment. This is a good option. I tell my clients that all the time, you know, like when they don't know their schedule ahead of time, I say, okay, you know, during the day, Wednesday and Thursday, I'm not as busy. So, right. you know, you can call the day before yeah. or the day of. We give our clients, you know, our Instagrams too. Yeah, that um, That's and helpful. So a lot of times I tell people like, look out because we'll post. Like if we do get a cancellation, we will post on, on those or if we are just slow. But that's something else too, like I was going to talk about is that a lot of times people will you know, we're closed Sundays and Mondays. Um, and so when I come in on Tuesday morning, sometimes people have left voicemails, which is totally sufficient, right. you know, but we don't hear it until we, till, till we get there Tuesday morning. And yeah. if I have a cancellation at 9 a.m., I'm kind of out of luck. Right. Um, so, you know, we encourage people to use our social media too, to reach out to us and say, hey, I tried calling the salon, but I just want to let you know that, you know, this came up and that's such a good way to keep yeah. in touch. And I appreciate it so much when people do that. Yeah. Because I can just, you know, go into my schedule and... That's perfect. Yeah. yeah I love so that. So we don't have a little surprise waiting there <laughs> Tuesday morning. <laughs> You're like, well, I could have gone and gotten a coffee before yeah. I came in <laughs> Another not so great excuse for canceling an appointment that we had written down is that you got too busy. So I know we've talked about this already, but this does kind of come down to time management. Now, this could be anything from you had to work late or you had to go grocery shopping and you didn't give yourself enough time to, or you had to pick up your kid from daycare. There's, there's so many reasons that our lives get so chaotic. They get so busy, they get hectic for us as service providers. I think it's a little bit frustrating to get that message from someone that hasn't managed their time. Well, as we are getting our time managed really well in order to provide you the service and get you in at the exact time. Do you guys have that a lot where someone will send you a message canceling and saying, Oh man, I I got too busy. I had to work. I, I just, I don't, I can't make it in today. Um, one of the things that I feel like happens a lot is people say, I got in, called into work, you know, last minute. I have to fill for, for someone. It's like, okay, great. You know, you're making money, but just now I'm here. not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been called into work too. I'm yeah. working right now. Yeah. I'm at work right. too, not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it just, it happens. So I feel like being busy isn't always a good excuse. I like to like, tell my clients this story often just because I feel like the amount of uh, respect this woman had for me (laughs) was like so beyond great. So we get a call and I'm, it's the day of um, this woman's appointment and she calls and actually calls to tell us that she was in labor and like literally like about to have a baby. And so I I always tell people, I'm like, there's really no excuse to at least call us because I, I said it a million times. I'm like, she didn't even have to call me at that point. She like, called you herself? Like, it wasn't like her sister? Or no, husband. I'm pretty it sure was it was her. <laughs> she called the I'm pretty sure. I mean, it was the front desk who talked to her. But I'm like, I just feel like that's amazing because even at that point, even if I was being that considerate of your time, I feel like I would have just handed my phone to my husband right. or something and been like, call us along. Yeah, like between contractions, she was like giving us a call because she wanted to let us know. And honestly, I was laughing because I was like, that is like one of the only times she could have just literally no-showed me. And then when I 
found out later, I would have been like, oh my god, it's totally fine. Like you would have not had a problem with that. Okay. No show, that would have yeah, been totally yeah. cool. So um, I always say there's really no excuse to let us know because if if that woman could let me know, then I feel like anyone Anybody else can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's as simple as sending a text or a phone call, or if you're if you're connected on social media with your dance teacher or service provider or hairstylist or whatever. Because even just that action of letting us know shows us. I mean, again, the kind of the point of this episode is to kind of give you some perspective on when you do cancel with like short notice, but at least we know that you are aware of our time and, and the amount of training and tools and, and, and planning that goes into working out the schedule. So like I said, especially for me as an independent instructor, sometimes I'm at two studios a week. Sometimes I'm at four studios a week if I like can't get my life together. (laughs) So I'm going around a lot, driving to different studios or even just trying to organize that schedule is like kind of like playing Jenga. Like if I remove one thing, the whole thing might fall apart. So you like you guys say, like if I have a student that's like, oh, actually my my two o'clock on Friday, I want to move that to three o'clock on Thursday. And then for the next two weeks after that, I'm not coming in. And that for me takes a lot of organization. And as an independent instructor, one of the things that I I like to do is I like to make sure that I have my floor rent booked in advance. So I call the studios and I'm like, hey, can I teach from two to five on Thursday, March 9th? And is that okay? So then when people change around a lot and I have to call the studio again and again and again to move the times around, I also feel a little bit unprofessional. I feel like that makes me seem like I don't have all my ducks in a row. Whenever you're working in blocks of time and appointments, having that organization and that predictability is, is I think, really, really important because for us, our, our income does fluctuate and change from week to week or season to season. I know for you guys, you probably you guys get crazy around the holidays. I get crazy like around wedding seasons, like starting in April through October, I'll be busier with more, more wedding couples. But we learn to sort of ride the wave, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit. We don't expect you to you know, provide all of our income for us. But if you're going to be gone for like for me as a dance instructor, I had really amazing students this past month. I I had this weird situation where I had three people that were going to and overlapping times be out for surgeries. That's a big chunk of my income that was affected. That could be anywhere from 500 to a thousand dollars that month. That is just going to be gone because I had that perfect storm of people being gone. But all of my students, like a month in advance, were like, hey, just wanted to let you know I'm having surgery next month and I'm going to be out for four to six weeks. So going into that month, I could sort of mentally prepare and go, all right, no new clothes, no new shoes. I'm going to make sure I don't spend any extra money, (laughs) no expensive lunches. Yeah, Yeah, because we don't have the luxury of like knowing like, oh, this is my salary for the year. Like every year can truly be different if we get sick or if we need a surgery or, you know, we we don't get paid. We don't get, you know... We, we're lucky where we There's work, no we do get a couple, you know, paid days, yeah. um, which is very rare in the hair industry. So right. we're, we're super, super lucky with that. But it's, you know, still nowhere near as like, oh, I have 12 days that I can take off for this year. Right. Yeah. While still getting paid. Yeah, that's a good point. We were talking earlier about how for Lewis and I, because we, we have the amazing ability to both be in a service-based industry. But when Lewis and I want to take a vacation, if we're going to be gone for two weeks, not only do we have to save up for the vacation and the expense of that, but we also have to save up for that two weeks of income that we're not earning as well. So that's something that we always try to take into consideration. So as people in a service-based industry, we do try to, again, like I said, ride that wave of knowing when the income is steady and when it's not. But the more advanced notice that you can give us as our clients about anything unpredictable coming up in your schedule, whether you're going to be traveling, whether you're going to have a surgery, whether you do have a budget, 
issue coming up and you may not be able to do lessons or appointments for a couple of months, having that advance notice for us as professionals, I think is huge. Sometimes the misconception can be, you know, at least with like planning out a budget with us ahead of time is I think, you know, people are so quick to think that someone working in a service industry is going to be as greedy as they can be. But like, I can't tell you how many times I get so excited when my client says like, oh, my balayage, my baby lights grow so well. I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to come get my hair done for five months. That's <laughs> right. like, I like, feel like that's, that's like a goal as a hair. That's a huge yeah. compliment for us. So you just like, made my hair so sustainable. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're so excited to hear that. So it's not one of those things where we're like, oh, we need this person to be back in. Right. You know, we actually get excited. <laughs> it's kind of a compliment to, yeah. to our work in that case. Yeah. So obviously, we did give you some excuses that are not maybe great reasons to cancel appointments. We kind of go back to this concept of why we have these cancellation policies as, as service providers. And hopefully, this is just kind of giving you some perspective. I do have a cancellation policy and I call it a 24 cancellation policy. I really, I hate to enforce it. I always feel so guilty, but at the same time, I've just learned over 15 years of mm-hmm. teaching experience that I, I do kind of have to protect my time in that way. So, and, and this is good advice for you as if, if, if there's any professionals listening to this, whether you're in the salon industry or in the dance industry, why it really is important for you to have a cancellation policy. I'll send out a text message with a very clear instructions that I do have a 24 hour cancellation policy. Here's your time. Here's your confirmation. And then I do sort of this little thing where I have like a two strike rule where if they with less than 24 hours cancel or no show, if they've done that two times, then I kind of feel like, okay, maybe you're not really respecting my time or your own time and money at that point. Repeat offender. Repeat offender. (laughs) Yes. That's a good word for it. That's what we like to use. Then what I'll do is in order to book a third lesson with me, I'll request that they do a half cost lesson deposit before, before I'll even accept that. And if they take the lesson, I'll apply it to the price of that lesson. If they don't take the lesson, then it's just they yeah, just forfeit it. Yeah, that's super similar to what we do at the salon as well. We're sad to lose a client sometimes, but we really have to like stand up for ourselves in, yeah. in some cases. So if they're not willing to, you know, do a deposit ahead of time to go towards their services, then, you know, it's just maybe just not meant to be. In that yeah, case. and I feel bad saying this, but I feel like if they're canceling that much and, and not respecting your time that much, you probably don't want them as yeah. a client anyway, because it's going to cause problems. Yeah, I feel like it can be hard for us to like stand up for ourselves. Like, I feel like sometimes it's like, we like we feel bad you know we don't yeah want to have to enforce these rules but well and one of the things that we talked about earlier when you guys first got here before we're even recording is that when you're in this type of industry you create really really strong bonds so especially for me as a dance instructor sometimes uh, depending on you know how well I get along with my students I get really close with them you're in a lot of ways a, a form of therapy for people they're they're talking about their personal life you get really close so you feel bad having to make money an issue or make time an issue but at the same time we all get super annoyed when people cancel plans on us last minute right so like if if I was having lunch with you guys tomorrow and at like 11 o'clock you guys were like no uh sorry something came up and I can't be there I would be annoyed and that's without money even being involved. So that is kind of like where things get a little touchy as you get really close and then you're like, oh, I can just cancel. It's no big deal. We're friends. Well, you have to take, you know, time into consideration also, because if I cancel our our lunch date, you know, an hour before it's like, well, I plan my whole day around this. Right. Maybe you took off time from work. Exactly. Maybe you got you a know? babysitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's tricky. That's very tricky. Yeah. So the, the we're going to move on now to the reasons that are possibly really great reasons to cancel appointments. And it's, it's a really short list. There's only two reasons that all three of us could even think <laughs> of. Um, and the first reason would be obviously a family emergency. Now, 
don't abuse this one, guys, because a family emergency doesn't mean like your kids got the sniffles. <laughs> it means like there's something that's come up that's very serious that that you that you have to handle. Do you guys get that as a as a reason for cancellations, or 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 is that does it never even get that serious for you? Oh, it does definitely, and and, and we're understanding. We're so yeah, yeah so yeah. understanding. Like we, you know, like you said, we you form relationships with people, and like we hurt too when when we find out something. Yeah. you know, traumatic has happened to our client or their family. And we talk to, you know, our clients, obviously, while they're in our chairs, we kind of like feel like a connection in right. a way, you know, like, oh, you know, Jim is sick. Yeah. yeah, right. And it's a great reason to cancel. In fact, I've even had people keep lessons when something traumatic has happened to them. And this has only happened once, but I actually had someone where I sent them home. I was like, you know what? You're not focused. You're, you're not mentally here. I think maybe their thought was like, let me come and dance and I'll feel better. But it was, they were distracted. They were emotional. So we, you know, we were able to sit and talk, but we ended up, we did end up not like completing the lesson that day. That's something that you can kind of keep in mind and consider that like, you know, if you have something really traumatic that's going on, you can kind of weigh the balance of, is it really good for me to keep this appointment? Is it going to make me feel better or is, or am I distracted? Am I not really like mentally here? Yeah. The second reason that we came up with that is a fantastic reason to cancel, especially, well, I guess it, I don't know why it would be different for you guys, but it's crucial for us as dance instructors. If you have the cold or flu or something that's contagious, we don't want to see you. We don't want to come <laughs> into contact with you. We don't want to be anywhere near you because for us as service providers, if we get sick, that again, it puts us out of commission and we can't provide service to anyone else. I completely agree. I mean, while we're doing hair, we're pretty much like we're we're glued to the the client. So right. I, oh, mean, I will say we're gonna catch anything. Yeah, <laughs> I will say like probably ninety five percent of the time if my client comes in sick, I'm like a hundred like I am sick. And, You're susceptible. Yeah. Oh, I am like I've I don't know why my immune system's so bad, but like I'm like, oh crap, here we go. Like I just know that I'll be sick the following week, whether it's just like a cold or Right. Plus, at that point, you know, even with, like, our coworkers, like, we're around each other all day. Next thing oh, you know, the whole salon is out of commission. Exactly. It spreads we're like wildfire, yeah. And it's so hilarious how, like, scared <laughs> we all get. We're like, don't, <laughs> don't touch me or, you know. Don't do come you, near me. Yeah, did you accidentally take a sip out of my water? Like, it's when someone's sick and it's going around. And it takes a lot. We have so many employees. It takes, like, weeks for it to finally, like be done with the last and it's just recycling itself i'm sure yeah well and it's funny too because i feel like one of the things that we also have in common as stylists and dance instructors is that what you do takes a lot of energy and i i mean it both in terms of physical energy because you guys are on your feet all day you're using your arms your legs and obviously as dance instructors we're we're moving where it takes a lot of energy and it's physical energy but it's also sort of a mental emotional energy because you are working with people like you're constantly interacting with people all day you're talking to people you're being interested in them what's going on in their lives you're interacting with people and I feel like that takes an emotional toll as well so when you get sick you have nothing you're just replete there's nothing there you have no gas in your engine energy Yeah. yeah So these are just some of our reasons for canceling and not canceling, but we do want to give a special shout out. Like I was mentioning to my students that gave me a really solid heads up when they were all having surgeries and that really helped with my income and my schedule. We want to give a special shout out to those students and uh, clients that are very respectful all of our time. Yeah. Um, I was actually just telling one of my clients this past week uh, that we were going to be doing this podcast and she was, you know, just kind of shocked when I was telling her like what happens, you know, to us. And she was saying like, oh my God, I I would like give you my credit card on file. Like just, you know, charge me right away. Or like I was telling her, I've done her hair for years. She's awesome. But she was saying probably years ago when I first started doing her hair, there was a time where she couldn't go to her appointment and she had her mom come. (laughs) 
for like it was just a haircut but she's like my mom's gonna take it because she was like she you know she respected my time and you know that doesn't always work out right right, (laughs) you know with it happening but she did say like my mom wants to take it you know if if that works but that's really cool you know there are people there that like really do like when we we tell them that this kind of stuff happens they're just like appalled like yeah you know people really just leave you hanging and don't show up or so I feel like we we have some of the best clients you know like especially like Carly and I like we have good loyal clients but we get no showed we get last minute cancellations it happens I had one of my guy clients and he had canceled on me I believe twice like you know the day of and like not that it's okay because a men's cut is only 30 minutes but right. you know it still kind of messes up our day anyway he comes in for his other appointment and he goes so why haven't you guys charged me for, you know, me canceling, you oh, know, last wow. minute? I was like, do you want me to? He goes, well, yeah, you should. I will charge you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's incredible. And, you know, I feel like he understood because he works by appointments himself. Right. And when he left, you know, when he paid for his haircut, he tipped me 100% of the service. That's really because, sweet. Because, you know, he felt mm-hmm. like he felt bad. Right. Which, like, you know, he didn't have to do. But that's just, like, the nicest thing. And, like, I appreciate it so much. Yeah, we've had you know? clients, like, write, I'm sorry letters. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bring in oh, cards. So, so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, some yeah. people feel really bad, which makes us feel, you know, better. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit better, situation. yeah. You're like, well, at least you care. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just makes you feel, you know, appreciated. Yeah, I remember one time I wrote down, I had a dentist uh, appointment, a teeth cleaning appointment, and I wrote down my appointment wrong by like 15 minutes in my calendar. And like, that's like, as someone in the service industry, that's like your biggest nightmare yeah, because I feel the we, same way. Yeah. And I got there, they called me and they were able to squeeze me in, but I was like, I am so sorry. I was like, I, uh, like, I value your time so much. And like, I, I, they were kind of laughing. They're like, why? Like, it's fine. Like, why are you so intense about this? But you know, it's like, like, I feel your pain. Yes. Because you really truly feel like you just, like, I was mortified. Yeah. And I think it all comes down to, you know, we, we make this choice in our career to be in a service-based appointment-based industry. So we understand that there's going to be pros and cons of that. We understand and that stuff happens and and life happens and you do have to cancel appointments. So I guess just the takeaway from today's episodes are to be as respectful of your service provider's time as possible. But at the end of the day, we just wanted to give you guys a little bit of perspective on how for us in this kind of industry, time literally is money. And when you don't show up, we don't get paid. So I want to thank both of you for being here today. Silvana and Carly both work at Salon Bella V. So if you're listening and you're in the Metro Detroit area or anywhere near Plymouth, these are the two ladies who should be doing your hair because they're incredible. So Silvana, where can we find you on social media? Silvana Bella V. And Carly, what about you? Carly Bella V. And then we have um, our, like, the whole salon Instagram is Salon Bella V. So we have our location in Plymouth. And then within the last year, we opened up the second location in Livonia. And it's doing really great over there as well. So you have two locations you can go to now. Yay. And if you are going to see them because you heard this podcast, make sure you tell them because they're famous now and they've been on a podcast. And yes. it's really exciting. Yeah, we're famous. Also, um, if you come in, tell us that Lauren sent you oh. and you'll get $20 <laughs> off your appointment and she'll get $20 off her uh, her future appointment. Everyone so. needs to go see Silvana and Carly right away so I can get $20 off my <laughs> hair appointment. <laughs> That's incredible. So again, if you want to find these ladies on social media, Silvana is S-I-L-V-A-N-A-B-E-L-L-A-V-I. That's Silvana Bella V. And Carly is C-A-R-L-Y. 
B-E-L-L-A-V-I, and look them up. They've got gorgeous hair photos. So even if you already have a stylist, but you just want to see like beautiful hair inspiration photos, you got to follow them on social media. And don't forget to drop me a line, hello at thedancefloor.info, because I would love to hear your thoughts about these podcast episodes. And don't forget to click subscribe. And also, if you have time, give me a rating on iTunes, because that helps a lot. And stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks. Thanks.